Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I want you to grab your Bibles tonight and you can put your finger in Exodus 12, if you will. And sometimes I preach from a text and sometimes I preach my way to a text. And so that's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to preach my way to Exodus 12. And don't be afraid if you think, man, Brian's really gotten lost. No, I, I will find my way to Exodus 12. So would you just hold your finger there? The Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 12, verse 21, it says, In his name, or excuse me, in, yeah, in his name, the nations will place their hope or put their hope. One more time. In his name, the nations will put their hope, put or place their hope. That means that Jesus is the hope of the nations. Would you say that tonight? Jesus is the hope of the nation. Say it again. Jesus is the hope of the nations. And I have to tell you, in the quiet place of prayer and in the secret place of prayer, personally, I am inquiring of the Lord and I am asking the Lord these questions. What is really going on right now? What is really going on right now in the nations of the earth? And I'm inquiring of the Lord. I'm, I'm really asking some big questions. And I'm also asking the Lord, what time is it in the earth right now? What time is it? I think most of us know and saw and understood that our president yesterday declared a national emergency. And there's a lot of suspicion in the air right now. There's a lot of news. All of us are very inundated with news and facts and uh, uh, maybe false facts and fake facts and all of those things. There's a lot happening in the earth that we don't have answers for right now. But I believe in the secret place with the Lord, we need to be asking Him, Lord, tell me what is really going on. Be courageous to ask those prayers and let Father speak to you. And I've asked the Lord, <clears throat> I've asked the Lord and I've said, Lord, if, if you will speak to me to tell me and if you give me authorization, I will shout what you tell me from the rooftops, what you've told me in secret. And if he says that I'm to be silent, I will also be silent. But I believe we need to inquire of the Lord. It's, uh, it's interesting. We, we have something very strange that is happening. As the, as the president is called for a national day of prayer, and it, it's amazing. He's, he's called, these are his words. He says, he says, it gives me great privilege to call our nation to prayer. Our country throughout our history, we have looked to God for the protection and his strength in times like these, and we will overcome. We will. Come on, go ahead and give the Lord praise. We will. And I will tell you, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, we shall overcome. Amen? But it's strange. It's, it's, it's so grieving to me. The, the president has called us to a national day of prayer, yet strangely, 
Tomorrow, as the National Day of Prayer has been called, churches are going to be closed from the Carolinas to California. It's the strangest thing, I, I, and it has moved me, grieved me, gripped me to tears, to tears, knowing that churches from the Carolinas to California, altars are going to be empty, the lights are going to be shut off, and no one's going to be gathering at church campuses. I'm bothered by that. I'm very bothered by that, and I believe many of you are. And I have, I have ministry friends all over the country that pastor great churches, small and great. Well, they're all great, but small and large. And I understand the restrictions that are happening throughout the states and the things that, that governors have, have given. I want to say this. I'm so thankful we are able to meet tonight. Come on. I'm so thankful. There's another thing that I felt like I really, I really wanted to bring to the forefront. I feel like it, it's so necessary to say this, that we, we are not meeting tonight in some haughty spirit. We're, we're not meeting in some arrogant or boastful or prideful spirit in, you know, against any state sanction. And for those of you that, that you need to know, I personally followed and watched Governor Ron DeSantis. I was listening for him to get clarity on our gatherings statewide as, as ministers across the country were doing the same in their respective states because it's so vitally important. We're not a people that just boastfully go forth and, and break the law. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so um, as we were watching that, we did learn that the mass gatherings were 1,000. Then we learned we had more clarity that it was gatherings of 250. I even heard when we were in prayer tonight that it was 250 in Ohio. It's now been lowered down to even 100 tonight. But I, I felt it was very important to say that we, we honor, we honor the law and we honor our leadership in America. Amen. I am so thankful we could have this gathering tonight. I want to give you these words. Remember, we're going to Exodus chapter 12, but right now I'm giving us the words of the prophet Isaiah, if you would look at it. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. Look at it with me, if you will. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. He declares these words. They may be very familiar to you tonight. He says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I want you to say that tonight. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Say it again. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon. No weapon. I want to say tonight, even, even weapons that are created by evil men. Weapons that are used to manipulate, weapons that are used to dominate, weapons that are used to intimidate, and even weapons that are used to control the very minds and the hearts of humanity shall not prosper against the victorious church that Christ is building. He said, the gates of hell will not prevail against that church. Come on. And whoever I am to you, if I'm your pastor, if I'm your friend, if I'm your brother, if I'm your leader tonight, I want to say to you, I am, I am not personally buying into the strong delusion that is being sold to the masses right now. I also refuse to 
be put on the puppet strings of control. I think all of us understand, folks, there is a huge masquerade and a theater right now going on before us of evil propaganda that is controlling masses of people. There is something very evil that, that is very sinister that has been spawned throughout the world. And it's amazing to me how easily governments are so willing to bow down for a, for a false sense of security to what is being told. Are you here tonight? Folks, the Lord doesn't want us to tolerate it. He doesn't want you and I bow, bowing down to it. Fear is dangerous. You want to take some notes tonight? Write it down. Fear is dangerous. I think many of us know this, is that the Scripture says 365 times through the Scriptures, fear not. 365 times in Scripture, it says fear not. That's one for each day. Isn't that good? You have to do something with fear. We have to do something about fear. You have to resist it. Come on. You have to resist it. You have to renounce fear. You have to break any and all allegiance that you have to a spirit of fear. You've got to bind fear up. Are you hearing me? You've got to be bold. You've got to be courageous. And you've got to deal with levels of fear in any realm of your family. We've got to remember this, folks, that the very same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells and abides within us. And ladies and gentlemen, frankly, that changes everything. That changes everything. That means that I'm not going to be intimidated, dominated, manipulated, controlled, or I've got to bow down to that spirit. No, I do not. I am to resist it and bind it up in the name of Jesus and send it packing. The Word of God says in Isaiah 41, Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says, Fear not, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed or do not be discouraged. I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love those words. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Psalm 18, put it in your notes tonight. Psalm 18, verse 2. I love this scripture. It says, the Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. Folks, we are not cowards. Uh, just touch somebody, look at them right now. I say, you're not a coward. Come on, say it to them. You're never to bow down to a manipulating spirit. Right now in this hour, we need some Shadrachs, Meshachs, and Abednegoes right now that's saying we are not bowing down to these spirits that are manipulating nations. We're not going to do it. This is the time not for the church to cower back, but this is the hour for the church to rise and be bold and be strong and to be fearless in this hour. 
not time for us to cower down. It's not time for us to shrink back. It's our time to rise and to shine for our light has come. Ha ha, ha ha, yeah. It's time for us to walk in a new level of discernment. It's time for us to walk in a new level of wisdom to triumph over all the schemes and the wicked deceitfulness of the enemy. We looked at these verses last week, and it's a psalm of Moses. It's Psalm 91. I want you to look at just two little portions of the verse there. Of course, he opens it up that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, he shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. In verse 9, he goes on, Moses writes, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge. Are you there? Verse 9. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Hallelujah. For he shall give his angels charge over you. I say no fear. I say no plague. I say no pestilence. I say no evil can touch you and your family. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. These are the words of Jesus tonight. Luke chapter 12. I'm making my way to Exodus. Are you with me? I'll get there. Just stay with me. Luke 12 tonight. These are the words of Jesus we need to hear. Luke 12 tonight. In verse 22. I'm so glad we're here tonight. Pastor David Brooke, I'm so glad you guys are here tonight from Church of Motion. Come on. God bless these guys. <laughs> Pastor David wrote me, was it yesterday you sent that to me? He said, hey, Brian, I think, I think you and I may be the only church just meeting in Sarasota this weekend. <laughs> We're glad you're here. We're blessed you're here. I'm blessed by these new friendships. It's good. It's a kingdom thing. Amen. Isn't God good? I heard that. All the time. All the time. Then he said to his disciples, are you there? Verse 22, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. <laughs> do not worry. This is our king talking. This is our king. This isn't Brian. This is our king. Do not worry about your life. What you'll, what you'll eat nor about your body, what you'll put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens that neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? Of which you, by worrying, can, which one of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Folks, let the words of Jesus just wash over you tonight. Do not worry about your life. 
this too is going to pass. I know it, it, it is an extreme frenzy right now. You go into the grocery stores down here, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. You know, I mean, folks, we, we, we actually thought about doing a toilet paper giveaway at our books, bookstore tonight. One sheet at a time. I heard that. That was so good. One sheet at a time. Because we're a giving church. <laughs> One sheet at a time. Glory to God. <laughs> if I can flip this over. <laughs> the Lord may the more the, the Lord may lead you to sow groceries or toilet paper or napkins into your neighbors. You don't know what the Lord is about to use to set this thing up to allow his goodness and his glory to shine into families in the coming days or the coming weeks. Be sensitive to that. The Lord may speak to you just to go and purchase some things, and it may even be toilet paper for your neighbors just to go and bless them. Be sensitive to that. Amen? I know, the, I know the caliber of people, and I don't say this arrogantly. I say it because it's true. The caliber of people that sit at victory, I know that you're a generous people. And I also know you're sensitive to the voice of the Lord. You're sensitive to the voice of God. Let the Lord use you generously in the days and the weeks ahead. Okay? Amen? Yeah, amen. Do not worry about your life. Do not worry about your life. The Apostle Paul wrote these words in Philippians, and they're very familiar to us. Let them wash over you tonight. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but, by, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, I love these words, here we go, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Folks, Whatever's to come, spend quality time with God so that you guard your heart. We can get caught up in the frenzy of everybody's opinion about what is going on. We can be waterboarded with the word or with the news and everything else to where our opinions are just growing up like mountains. And all of a sudden we realize there's stuff growing in our heart that shouldn't be there. Spend quality time with God and guard your heart. Guard your heart. Be careful. Be careful. Here's the words of Jesus again. This is Matthew 6, verse 34. He says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm. My, my phone, my phone is sitting up here, but my phone is, is full. And uh, right now I have friends throughout the nations that are trapped in other nations right now. Their flights are, have been completely canceled. They're not even able to get back to the United States. 
There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of stress. There's, there's a, lot of, a lot of wild pieces right now that people are looking, how is this going to work? Do not worry about tomorrow, okay? But intercede and declare God's interventions for families, for friends, for ministries, for churches, for neighbors. Amen? John 17, this may be a familiar passage to you, and it comes from Jesus. He's got some good things to say. Did you ever notice that? He's got some really good things to say. This is John 17, I'm sorry, 14, verse 27. He says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hear that tonight. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We've already heard it tonight. The words of the Apostle Paul who wrote his spiritual son, 2 Timothy 1.7. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power, say it with me, of love and of a sound mind. He's not given us a spirit of fear. He's delivered us from the torment. His perfect love has cast out all fear. He's delivered us from the torment and the vexing and the manipulation of fear. He's given us a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. Okay, keep your clarity. Keep your soundness. Keep your heart grounded in the midst of whatever comes. I mean, folks, we don't know what kind of an announcement can come from the White House in the next coming days and weeks. But God is right here with us. His name is Emmanuel. He's God with us. He's in the midst of us. He's, he's, he's actually living in us. Amen? So, Exodus 12, are you there? Yeah, you're there. We're coming to the table of the Lord in just a few moments. We're going to switch gears tonight. And we're going to partake of the table as a family. How many of you know that everything, everything in our faith hinges on the blood? Everything. Everything about our Christian faith has been paid in full by blood. It was purchased by blood. Every inheritance, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places that Paul writes about in the Ephesians, that all the spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that he has blessed us with, how was it given? It was purchased by blood. That Bible sitting in your lap right now, it came to you through blood. The blood is the life. The blood is the everlasting covenant. The blood is the, the everlasting covenant that seals the promises of God eternally that can never be stolen from us. It's the blood. It's the blood that keeps Satan from touching you. So at the very first Passover, this is the night before that Moses was to take, after all the plagues had now come through, there was one final plague that would be released, this 10th plague. 
this death angel would be sent and would take the very firstborn from the sons of Egypt. And now the Lord, he spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be the beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year for you. And speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, And on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for his household. And if the household is too small for the lamb... Let him and his neighbor next, next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your count for the lamb. Verse 5, are you there? The lamb shall be without blemish. Everybody see that? The lamb shall be without blemish. I want your eyes to just jump down. I'm going to go down to verse 12 without going through all of it tonight because I just want to make this strong point. He says, For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night. I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the house where you are. And when I see the blood, say it, when I see the blood, say it again, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. He says, when I see the blood. They took the blood of the Passover lamb, put it over the doorpost, and as the angel of death went through Egypt. When it saw the blood, they were sealed in. Do you see that? They were sealed in by the protection of the blood. They were under the covering of that blood. Can you see it? They were under the covering. They were under the sealing of the blood. I love how when the apostle Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 1, I believe it's right around verse 13 and 14, he says that we have been sealed by the very promise of the Holy Spirit, which is a guarantee for that which is yet to come. He seals us completely, and he seals it by blood. You see that tonight? In Matthew chapter 26, this is the Passover before Jesus is going to the cross, and he's sitting with his Disciples, and in Matthew 26 and verse 26, it says, As they were eating, Jesus took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. He said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them and he said, Drink from it, all of you. <laughs> There's that one goblet. You see that? Y'all okay? <laughs> For this is my blood, see that? For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many as the, for the remission of sin. But I say to you, I will not drink of its fruit, the fruit of the vine, from now on until that day when I drink of it anew in my Father's kingdom. This is the blood of the new covenant. This is my blood shed for the remission of sin. We have to remember the power, the glory, 
the beauty, the very sacredness of the blood and the body of Jesus. I say this so often before we come to the table of the Lord. I know I've said it in just recent weeks. But remember that no man could take Jesus' life. He said, no man can take my life. He said, I freely laid down my life, and I have the power to lay my life down. I have the power to take my life up again. This commandment I have received forth from my Father. No man really took Jesus' life. Don't blame the Jews. Don't blame the Romans. Don't blame anybody. He was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It was his identity before this world was ever created. He made the decision, I will be their lamb. I will give my blood to protect and seal them from the works of the enemy. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.